one thing that's really interesting, um, and of course we were singing Christmas carols, but there was a theme in all those Christmas carols. They were all focused on the angels. Matter of fact, most Christmas carols, um, there's sure probably some exceptions, but most Christmas carols at least include the angels. Maybe that, maybe that's not the primary theme, but at least they're there. So why are the angels so prominent in the Christmas story? Well, we just read, Jeremiah just read, and we read with him, basically virtually the scriptures that deal specifically with Jesus' birth. Uh, there's others you could probably include. You probably wouldn't expect to see Ephesians 3, 8 through 10 in the Christmas story. But the Apostle Paul helps us to see why the angels are so prominent in Christmas. In Paul's letter to the Ephesians, the Apostle talks much about how the Lord revealed to him the mystery of salvation in Jesus Christ. And in that letter, he actually writes about these unfathomable riches in Christ, as he calls them. And he speaks of three aspects of this great gospel mystery. The first mystery is this, how God could take people who were dead in their trespasses and sins, dead, and save them by the grace of God through faith alone in Christ alone. That's a great gospel mystery, how that could happen. The second mystery is how God could take Gentiles, non-Jews, who had no hope and were without God in the world, and then make them his children, and then bring them into one body with the Jews who had put their faith in Jesus as the Christ. So no longer being two separate peoples, but now one in Christ. Paul speaks much of that. What a great mystery that is how God did that. But there's also a third aspect of this gospel mystery that was revealed to Paul, and this is the Ephesians 3, 8 through 10. It's actually printed on the inside of your program if you want to look at it. Paul says, to me, the very least of all saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unfathomable riches of Christ and to bring to light what is the administration of the mystery which for ages has been hidden in God who created all things, so that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly places. So this third aspect of the mystery of the multifaceted wisdom of God in saving sinners is going to be made known through the church, he says, to the rulers and authorities in the heavenlies. He's talking about the angels. So it's the idea that just the angelic host are just enthralled at God's work of saving sinners and bringing them into the church of Christ. They're delighted when they see the grace of God revealed. They're delighted when they see Jesus Christ glorified. That is why we see the angels being so involved in the birth of Christ. It was the angel Gabriel, as you remember, who revealed to the prophet Daniel the prophecy of the 70 weeks. And this, gave, this prophecy gave detail on the timing of Christ's coming into the world. 
It was Gabriel who spoke to Zechariah and then his wife Elizabeth, who would have a son named John, who was to be the forerunner of the coming Messiah. It was also Gabriel who appeared to Mary and revealed to her that she would conceive in her womb and bear a son, even though she was a virgin, who would be called Jesus. And how it must have thrilled Gabriel to then say these words that we read earlier, he will be great and he will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. An angel also appeared to Joseph to confirm to him that the child in Mary's womb had been conceived by the Holy Spirit. And again, what a delight it must have been for the angel to say, you will call his name Jesus because he's going to save his people from their sins. God then sent a multitude of angels to the shepherds to announce the birth of the Christ. And I can just imagine, I'm not sure how angels do this, but I can just imagine them kind of pushing and shoving, trying to see who can get out first to kind of make sure they get there to fill the heavens and make this proclamation to the shepherds. And what they say is this, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. In 1 Peter 1.12, we read about how the angels have such a longing to look into the details of the gospel. They just kind of gaze in amazement as the eternal Son of God takes on human flesh, and is born into a world full of sinful people. The angels are also ecstatic just when they see how the Holy Spirit applies that salvation that Christ earned to individual people like us. Jesus shared in a parable from Luke 15. He says, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. All of this is the multifaceted wisdom of God being made known through the church to the angels in the heavenly places, just like Paul said. One of my favorite writers, preachers who has been, been dead for quite a while, his name was Martin Lloyd-Jones. He served as pastor of the Westminster Church in London, England. He made this observation about that passage from Ephesians that we were looking at. He says, the Christian church to which you and I belong is the most astonishing phenomenon the world has ever seen. The Christian church is more wonderful than anything seen in nature. I mean, if the angels are so amazed, so enthralled at Christ's work, in and through his church, how much more should we share in that wonder and amazement? Lord, we thank you for what you have done. We thank you for this. Paul talks about the, these gospel mysteries, and every one of them involve us, <laughs> involve people who are sinners who don't deserve anything good, but you have saved us. You have made us one body, 
whether it's Jew, Gentile, nations all over the world are one in Christ. And you have just made a demonstration to the angels to see what it looks like when God saves a person, when God saves a family, when God does a work in a church and in a nation. Lord, it really is remarkable to think about how just just how the angels see this. And Lord, I ask for me, I ask for us, that you would help us to get a grip ourselves, a grasp of this same just wonder that the angels have, that we have just sung about multiple times already, and we're going to sing about again just here in a few moments. Thank you so much for the Savior that's been provided for us. It's in the name of Christ that we pray.